We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Mavis Moneyball Radio Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Cooperstein. Back at it again for another episode. Wanted to break down the preseason games that we've seen so far. We've had three preseason games against the Thunder, Pistons, and Bucks. Uh, not too much to see in the in the first game, so we'll kind of skip ahead and go to the Mavericks versus Pistons in Detroit, uh, where the Mavericks, we got our first look at Luka Doncic and Kristaps Sporzingis together. And I saw all I needed to see in that game to believe that it's going to be a sight to see for the rest of the season. Porzingis looked like he hadn't really missed a beat. Obviously, he has some rust to knock off, and we kind of saw that in the Bucks game, that he was a little rusty and missed open shots and stuff. But in that Pistons game specifically, we saw exactly why the Mavericks wanted to acquire Kristaps Porzingis. He's long, he's athletic, he makes defenses think, he's a mismatch for anybody, and he has moves on offense. There was one specific move where he got the ball at the top of the key on the right side, took a right-hand dribble, crossed over, and pulled up from 22 feet and nailed a jumper. And when I saw that, I was like, all right, this is all. This is it. This is all I need to see. Kristaps is ready to play basketball again. And that's just a great sight to see that he's he's healthy. He's moving around. He can take contact without getting hurt. He can take contact, contact without grimacing. And the Mavs really needed to see that just to feel comfortable about his situation going forward through the season. Now, they didn't play him in the back-to-back against the Thunder, which is understandable in the preseason. I wonder if that's going to be a trend going forward into the regular season. I think he will sit some back-to-backs, but I don't think you can sit all back-to-backs. That would put him at right about 68-69 games. And if the Mavs are going to make the playoffs, I'm not sure if they can afford Porzingis to miss 13 games due to rest. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see what happens. That could change throughout the season as well. If the Mavs are making a playoff push, they might push the envelope a little more and have them play in those back-to-backs. But that's really what I wanted to see from the Pistons game. Uh, the, the starters looked good. 
you know, they, they got into the rhythm and it was their first time out, obviously, in six months. And so that's what you're really looking for in the first part of the preseason against the Pistons. And against the Bucks, it was a completely different story. The Bucks game was weird. The Bucks game was weird because it didn't really feel like the Mavericks were were trying to win that game. They were trying to get everyone their minutes. They were trying to mess with rotations. And which it, in the preseason, obviously, winning is not the end-all, be-all. But you have to look like you're taking it seriously. And to me, it didn't look like the Mavericks were taking this game seriously. And that goes for Rick Carlisle. That goes for the players. They looked like they were just kind of going through the motions, getting their work in, and going to the bench. And that's kind of alarming to me, given how bad the Mavericks have started out in seasons the last three, four years. You would think that they would take the preseason a little more seriously and try to try to emulate what's going to happen in the regular season. Because as of right now, we have no reason to believe that the Mavericks are going to get off to a good start. They they went 2-13 two straight years. They were 2-7 last year, even though they did get dig out of that hole and ended up like 15-11. But they need to take this this preseason seriously. I was I like I said I liked what I saw from Porzingis in the Pistons game, but he there was something off about him in the Bucks game. Maybe it was just those first game jitters, uh, first game at home in front of the home crowd. He just wanted to impress, but he 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 missed a lot of open shots. I think it would have looked better had he made some of those, uh, but he didn't. He he looked like he was moving okay, but I thought he moved a lot better in the Pistons game. Uh, and you know what? And for that matter, it wasn't just Porzingis. Uh, Seth Curry and you know pretty much the rest of the team didn't look very good. The only one that looked really well was Luca, and especially at the end of the first half when he had those eleven straight points, including three three pointers, and that was good to see but the rest of the team just looked like they were going through the motions and not taking the game seriously and you know at the end of the game where the Mavericks are down two and you have the you have the absolute bottom of the bench in there I think they should have tried and gone out and win that game I know they had a plan in place going forward but I think that plan kind of alters I think obviously your preseason record doesn't matter but you would like a win coming going out of the preseason just to feel good about your team, knowing that you can win a game. And, you know, it might sound dumb, but there's something to be said for that. And I really would have liked the Mavericks to be a little more aggressive in this game. And I think that it will be beneficial to them if they go out Monday against Oklahoma City and, and play the game straight up and try to go win it. I want to see Luka get 30 minutes, and I want to see Porzingis get 30 minutes. It, it's... I, I think they need to play play the games, these last two preseason games, as a dress rehearsal for the regular season. I kind of want to see what the rotation looks like with Porzingis and with Tim Hardaway coming off the bench. And I, I, I don't anticipate seeing Powell back until the regular season, which obviously impacts them impacts um, some things because that can move Dorian Finney-Smith or that can move Maxi Kleba into the starting lineup. But I think it's important that the Mavs take these games seriously because we've seen the last – the last three, four years, that when they get off to this 2-13, and 2-15 and 15 start, there's no coming back from it. I mean, even furthermore on that point about about the, the team not taking the preseason seriously, if you just look on the other side at the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo was playing that game like it was Game 7 of the NBA Finals. He's intense as all get-out, and he, it doesn't matter if it's a preseason game, regular season, playoffs, or even more than that. He he is always going 100 miles an hour, and he asserted himself. I believe he had 34 points and 11 rebounds on the night. And when you see a guy like Giannis who's going all out in the preseason, I think that should send a message to the Mavericks that maybe they should be doing the same. Looking at a guy who won the MVP last year and who's, who's a consensus top five player in the league now, you should be wanting to emulate those guys and doing what they do to be successful. And so I just, I really want to see them take these last two games seriously. 
And moving on to another topic I wanted to get into today, uh, the Jalen Brunson versus J.J. Barea debate. Now, we saw Brunson a lot in the first two games. And then in, in this third game against Milwaukee, they used J.J. Barea in the first half, and Brunson didn't get in until the second half. And I... Now, people on Twitter, on Mavs, Mavs Twitter, it's always a great place to go. People on Mavs Twitter were always were, were freaking out that J.J. Bray is going to get minutes over Jalen Brunson. And I just don't know that to be the case. I think I've heard from people around the organization that Brunson is the most improved player on the team. Uh, dating from the end of last season to now, he's the most improved player on the team. And if that's the case, Jalen Brunson will be playing heavy minutes for the Mavericks this season. Whether that's in the starting capacity or coming off the bench, he will be the third guard coming off the bench. It will be Luca. You know what? It would. It'll be Luke. It'll be some combination of Luca, Delon Wright, and Jalen Brunson. I could see them putting Delon Wright on the bench, even with his contract. That's probably where he actually fits better on the Mavs roster. But Brunson. I mean, Brunson has played really well lately, and I don't think they're going to take minutes away from him. I think they just wanted to see what J.J. had out coming off the Achilles. He came back fast from the Achilles, and I really think they wanted to see how Brea can operate with that first and second unit. I don't think – I think Brunson will be ahead of Brea in the pecking order, and I just – I don't know why everyone was freaking out about this because we're in the preseason, and in the preseason, the games don't matter. And I think – and that contradicts what I said earlier about them taking it seriously. And they should be taking it seriously, but the preseason is the time where you mess with your rotations, you mess with your lineups and see what you got. And I think that's just one of what they wanted to see with JJ and see how his Achilles felt in a game setting. He hadn't played a game. And and I'm fine with it. I, I think Brunson will get his will get his time, and there's no reason to freak out that he will be playing over Bray. I, I think Bray can be a great mentor to Brunson as well. Bray is one of the best backup guards the league has seen in the last 10 years, and there's it's a role that Brunson can play until he's 35 because he has that makeup. And Brea will just Bre is the perfect guy for Jalen Brunson to learn from. He won an NBA championship, even though they inserted him into the starting lineup in that finals, as we all know. Brunson will be a big asset to this team going forward for a long time. That twenty that 2018 draft with Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson will go down as one of the best drafts, if not the best draft, in Mavericks history, and that includes the Dirk Nowitzki draft. All right, switching gears here, just looking ahead, uh, the Mavs do have the Thunder Monday night at 7.30, and I think you'll see a lot of similar stuff that you saw in the first game with the Thunder in Tulsa. But this one will be, I think the starters will play a little more. I think you'll get you'll see them get up to their full game allotment of minutes uh, just to get them ready for the season because the season does start on October 23rd at home against Washington. But before that, and this is a really cool scene, the Mavs get to go to Vancouver to play the Los Angeles Clippers on Thursday the 17th. And Vancouver obviously used to be an NBA city with the Grizzlies before they moved to Memphis. And I, I think Vancouver, if the NBA if the NBA were to get a thirty first team, it would be it would be Vancouver or it would I think they would be at the very top of the list. Vancouver is such a cool city. It's it's like San Francisco but in Canada. Perfect weather all the time. It does get a little cold in the winter, but Vancouver is an awesome city that would no doubt support an NBA team. They have a, you know, they support the uh, the Vancouver Canucks greatly. Obviously, it's Canada, so hockey will do well. But they did support the Grizzlies while they were there, and I think the I think uh, an NBA team would do very well in Vancouver. I, w I would love to see more games being played in Vancouver in cities like that who don't have NBA cities, cities like Kansas City who have big arenas and and could possibly support NBA teams because I want to see what the league holds in the future. I think they will have to expand at some point. Hockey is going to 32 teams, so I believe the NBA will go to at least 32 teams next. 
and it's it's just a matter of picking where those cities were. And if it were up to me, Vancouver would absolutely 100% be on the list. So it'll be very cool to see the Mavericks and Vancouver. Obviously, the Mavs have some Vancouver ties, with Steve Nash being from Victoria up there, I believe, and uh, Mavs assistant GM Al Whitley, formerly, formerly the equipment manager, is from that area as well. And so just seeing those guys up there in their hometown um, – with the Mavericks will be will be awesome, and obviously you get to get your first first look for Mavs fans at least uh, at Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in Clippers uniforms. Hopefully those guys will play in that game, and we'll be able to see what who I think is probably the best team in the Western Conference uh, do battle against the Dallas Mavericks, even though it's in a preseason game. So that one is on October seventeenth, and then the Mavs have five days off before they face the Washington Wizards. I think those five days off are going to be crucial for the team. Uh, just. As far as practicing and, and gelling goes, because when, once the season starts, you don't get to practice very often. It's just how it is. You, you you get to practice in between games, but the games come fast and furious every one, every two or every three days. Sometimes you have back-to-backs, and you just don't get as much practice time as you do before the season begins. So they really need to take advantage of those five days, and I cannot stress enough how important it is for the Dallas Mavericks to get off to a good start this season. You start with the Wizards at home. And then you have the Pelicans on the road and the Trailblazers at home. I think you need to take two of those three games. Obviously, the Trailblazers are a very good team, and the Pelicans do have Zion Williamson and a much improved roster. But I think you have to take two of those three games to get off to a good start because the next two games after that, you're at Denver and then the Lakers come to town. Those are two of the premier teams of the Western Conference as well. So I think the Mavs have to win two of the first three games and get off to a good start. And then after you face those two teams and the Nuggets and the Lakers, you kind of get a break. You get... The Cleveland Cavaliers, the Orlando Magic, the New York Knicks, New York Knicks, and the Memphis Grizzlies. So it, it is absolutely imperative for the Mavericks to get off to a good start in the month of October and November. They it, it's something they haven't done, like I said, in the last four years, where they've had some hope, some expectations of them being a bottom a bottom playoff team, a seven or eight seed, and it just hasn't happened because they've gone two and thirteen, two and fifteen, et cetera, et cetera. This is a year where the Mavericks absolutely need to get off to a winning record. And they, frankly, need to have a winning record by Thanksgiving in order to give them a shot because this is a year where they said they need to make the playoffs. Porzingis has said that. Luka has said that. Carlisle and Cuban and Donnie Nelson, everyone is saying that they need to make the playoffs this year. And the first step to doing so is getting off to a good start in the, at the beginning of the regular season. And that starts with, with the coaching. That starts with your star players and Luka and Kristaps. And that starts with your role players and Seth Curry and Jalen Brunson and Justin Jackson and all those guys. They really need to forget the past and what happened. And you know what? And I think that'll be easier to do because a lot of those guys who are on those teams aren't even here anymore. And so I think it'll be easier for these guys to get over that hump and start and start out well in the season because it's it's absolutely imperative that they do that. We've seen what happens when you get into a hole and you can't dig out of it, and it's just not a fun sight for the rest of the season. So that's my key to the Mavericks season is getting off to a very good start. And obviously we'll do a bigger season preview as the season gets closer, but that's my main key uh, for the Mavericks to get off to a good start in the 2019-2020 season. Can you believe it? We're uh, we're two month, two and a half months away from 2020. I never thought we'd see the day, but here we are. All right, that will do it. This has been your Mavs Moneyball Radio Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Cooperstein. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Coop 27. You can find Mavs Moneyball on Twitter at Mavs Moneyball, and you can find this podcast at MavsMoneyball.com or on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. We'll be back with another episode next week of Mavs Moneyball Radio Podcast.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.